0: You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Padres podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day for Thursday, June 9th. As always, I am your host sometimes, occasionally, but certainly not always the most, Javier Reyes. You can follow me on Twitter at Javapeno, that's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O, or at LO underscore Padres on Twitter if you want to follow along with all the the live game tweets and a lot of memes, a lot of Padres memes. I know you guys enjoy that stuff, so if you want good memes and sick beats and all that stuff, go check out Lockdown Padres. You might be fam- familiar with some of my work at Just Baseball, where I'm a staff writer, and I'm also going to be writing about Joe Musgrove soon. So go check out Just Baseball, guys. On today's episode, oh, man, today's episode's goody. <laughs> and you know why it's so good? Because the Mets are a really good team. And I've been talking about for a while uh, this season that they're kind of been my secondary team that I've been watching. Um, and that I love Francisco Lindor because he's Puerto Rican and as, a, as myself – and I'm required to root for him. Well, he was pretty quiet this series, I must say. And we got to talk about it. We got to talk about this series. You know, I talked a little bit of a pre with Ryan Finkelstein. You guys can go check that out. Uh, but we got to recap some of the games starting with last night. And, of course, addressing uh, a little bit of the, the developments. Not from really a pitching perspective, uh, really, but with Jake Cronenworth and Jerickson and Profar kind of having big series, right? And just against the best team in the National League next to the Dodgers, the New York Mets. Uh, it was a great series that I really didn't see it unfolding this way. And, you know, I-, I don't know what to say. I think it was a really great litmus test for this team, and they succeeded. Let's talk about last night's game first, as always. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's just... It's so good, man. It's so good. It's so good. The Padres won last night's game by an astounding score of 13-2, to and it was a start in which... Chris Bassett for the New York Mets got the start, his ERA heading into the game was 3.74 he'd gotten on a recent streak he had gotten lit up by the giants and he wasn't so great against the dodgers i mean he was fine against the dodgers not really he was fine Uh, but he got lit up by the san francisco giants but he's been a pretty effective pitcher for them this year and was one of those sneaky additions that they were able to trade for because oakland as you all know is a team that is perpetually rebuilding and likes to never actually have good players so they kind of just snuck chris bassett from an offseason for the Mets that was filled with a lot of stuff, obviously, with Scherzer and Marcana and Eduardo Escobar and Starling Marte, right? Like, and they seemingly got Francisco Lindor back as a good player, right? But uh, he kind of was lost under that. I did not, I mean, the Padres killed him. Three and a third's innings, six earned runs out of the seven total given up uh, by him, The Padres absolutely destroyed him. Um, Before we get into the Padres' offense, that was lovely, lovely tonight, and that's basically going to be the main thing of today's episode. Uh, Sean Manaya in this game, seven innings, which was the best part. Uh, Two runs, only one earned, three walks, three Ks, so not a lot of strikeouts from Manaya, but 3.5 ERA, low whip. Again, I've said it before, he gets hit hard sometimes, but I'm glad that it was not in this series, right? That's really great that you get another great uh, start out of Minaya, and he's a guy that... Yes, this blowout, obviously, it's not like they needed him to pitch well since it was very clear early on that they were winning this game because of the Padres' onslaught. But even still, it's nice to see him go uh, seven innings nonetheless with the weirdness of this bullpen that we've had. Basically, all season long, uh, Nabil Krizmat goes two innings in this game. He's been really good, obviously. He's been the exception. But uh, still love to see that. Minaya. Just reliable, man. Just reliable. And with this Padres team, it's really, really key to have those starters that you know you can rely on. Um, But in this game, man, I mean, who do we talk about first? Machado continues his MVP campaign going two for four with two doubles, two ribbies uh, on the night. Voight, unfortunately, doesn't do too much, even though he'd been heating up a little bit. uh, One for five in this one. Nomar Mazzara, who I want to talk about really quickly. uh, Two for five in this game with an RBI. He did strike out twice. I want to talk about Nomar Mazara really quickly in the sense that this is one of those guys that I'm not expecting too much from him. Back when he was with the Rangers, he had like you know high-level prospect hopes, or at least moderately high hopes. People were excited for him. He debuted, and he was really, really exciting. He was hitting some absolute bombs, and then just kind of fell off and whatnot. He just wasn't that guy. And also, is a little bit of a cautionary tale with, hey, we get excited about prospects and new players all the time. They don't always come into anything, right? And then he goes to a bunch of other teams. Um, I believe he went to the White Sox after the Rangers, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, for the White Sox for a short stint and with Detroit, both seasons on base percentage below 300 wasn't doing much. But as a guy to just have in your farm to call up in case of an injury, I have to admit I wasn't feeling too bad about it. I'm not expecting Mazzara to be some future player in right field even though he's been pretty okay. He's slashing 333 right now, but I just... Or is it 333? My apologies. 300 right now. But, like, I do think that just as a fill-in guy, until they figure out what's going on in right field with Will Myers being hurt with an injury that sounds like it might put him on the shelf for a little bit longer, not the worst guy in the world to have around. He did have three straight seasons for the Rangers when he hit 20 home runs exactly. So it's at least a thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe if it's just for two weeks... I like it a lot more as like a two, three-week filler than Robinson Cano, right? And I would have said that. Even if I knew Cano was only going to be on the team for like two weeks, I would have told you I did not like that as a filler. I do like uh, Mazara as just a guy to kind of hang out for a little bit to keep you afloat, per se. Better than most that you can find around baseball right now, anyway. Um, otherwise, in this game, not much else here. Hasan Kim, he scores three runs in the game, one for three. He hasn't been hitting as much lately, very much has been a bottom of the lineup guy. Trent Grisham, one for four, but really the big guys in this game, Jake Cronenworth and Jerickson Profar, man. I mean, Jerickson Profar has been awesome ever since they moved him to the leadoff spot. Just check out his last few games. He's had multiple hits. He had a three-walk game, if I'm not mistaken, against the Mets, yes, in yesterday's game. So hold on. So two nights ago, he had three walks, which was great. He's hitting for a modest amount of power on the season, 248, 345, 417 slash line. I said at the beginning of the season, when he started heating up uh, to start, and remember, he had four home runs in total uh, last year, and he basically eclipsed that almost immediately. If you look at the course of just his walk-to-strikeout ratio, it felt like Profar was a guy who could just be a solid bench dude, and I was buying into what I saw from Profar those first few weeks of the season. I was kind of like, you know, he was bad last year. Like, he really was. But I really did see a scenario in which I was buying it. And I also said that I did not really buy, in total, uh, what we were seeing from the Padres' first baseman, who must not be named, right? Groundball Gremlin, I was just like, maybe he could be okay. But I was not buying that he'd been revolutionary and that he was finally going to be worth his contract. But Profar... This slash line that he has right now, I can see it, man. And most importantly, just the defense as well, right? With Tommy Fam last year, I just think that maybe, an, in fairness, I did not predict that Jerickson Profire would be this good. I did not. I called Gore, right? I could give myself a pat on the back for Gore, but I can't say it with Jerickson Profire. Um, Jerickson Profire did not call this. I thought that last year was very telling for him and that they might have bought too high on his 2020 season, but... He's a fine bench player. He's a fine leadoff hitter. I like that he doesn't strike out too much, right? He puts together decent at-bats, modest amount of power. I like that from your leadoff spot. It's a really nice development for the Padres, even if it's not like a star in the making or anything like that. And also, he's just got good vibes, man. I've always loved the smile. I've always loved that he's a solid base runner. He... You know, it's just, there's something about him. There's good vibes with Jerickson Profar, which I like on top of the production. Um, and also in this game, got to mention Jake Cronenworth going three for four with five RBIs on the night, a double and a home run. Also drew a walk on the night. Jake Cronenworth, man, he's he's been heating up. He's been heating up just a little bit over the course of this uh, since. Let's, let me read you his game line since, if I'm not mistaken, the second game of the Milwaukee Brewers series that was recently played, hold on, uh, the third game of the Brewers' series, he went two for four with three RBIs and a home run. Game after that, two for four with four RBIs and a home run, the big home run, of course, that ended up winning them that game uh, on Sunday. And then the game after that, he did go 0 over th- for over 3, but did manage to at least draw one walk, which was nice. And then two nights ago, one for three with two RBIs and a walk. And then, of course, this past night, like I said, five ribbies, three for four. Is it a sign that he's maybe heating up? Maybe. But in fairness, he is still slashing a fairly pedestrian 216, 303, 347 on the year and not walking nearly as much as I would like. But in fairness, seven games in June, 259, 355, 519. Maybe he's heating up and maybe as the second spot, pro far in the one, I think Bob Melvin may be figuring out exactly where to Uh, maneuver this lineup at least for the time being but before we talk about some more developments in this lovely meth series that went very much the Padres' way guys let's talk about really quickly something very important all right very very important And in fairness i only talk about important things on this podcast guys as the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business linkedin jobs makes it easier to grow your team linkedin jobs Helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. In my experience personally, look, I'm a guy that believes you surround yourself with the smart people when you're not very smart, right? Because I'm not very smart, so I surround myself. I'm like a little weasel. I surround myself with smart people. Well, I think that's kind of similar to recruiting and whatnot. And LinkedIn jobs, they can help you out. They can help you find candidates that put you in this, the right areas and the right kind of things for whatever your company needs. You know, maybe you personally are saying, oh, I don't have what it takes. Well, they help you find the people who do have what it takes. You know what I'm saying? Create a free job post and mitts on LinkedIn jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Add your job and the little hiring frame and they've got you covered on your LinkedIn profiles and stuff, guys. And now, Check this out. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Oh, yeah. That's right. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash MLB. That's linkedin.com slash MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Mm-mm-mm. That's right, everybody. Let's keep it moving. But also, before we keep it moving, just really quickly, important favor, go check out. We've been putting together a survey so we can learn more about our listeners' likes and, you know, for their favorite Lockdown podcast, whether it be Padres or what have you. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Lockdown podcasts. But be be nice to Javi. Don't say anything mean about me. Uh, Or say something mean. I don't really care, to be honest with you. It won't hurt my feelings that much. I mean, it will a little bit, maybe. But anyway, go to LockedOnPodcastGuys.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long. And everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of ten hundred dollar dollars Ticketmaster gift cards. That's right. $100 gift card. Go see a Padres game. Any Padres game, basically. Good seats. Get some food and refreshments. Just for signing and doing a survey. So go check that out, guys. And as you guys know, what I usually do when I do the weekend recaps is I like to recap the good and then do the little bit of bad, which lately has only just been a little bit of bad for this these Padres, and then finish with some good stuff. So let's do the bad stuff. And that's the first game of this this three-game set in which the Padres lost. Uh, and they lost it quite handily. Uh, by the way, guys, they lost the first game of this series 11-5, and that was because... Of a lot of different reasons, right? Uh In this game, Carlos Carrasco, who was just a throw-in for the Mets when they made that Francisco Lindor trade. And Carlos Carrasco, he's kind of been... The story of him has always been health, right? This has almost been a, a Noah Syndergaard light, you know what I mean? And the Mets are kind of used to that when it comes to injured pitchers and whatnot. But he was awesome this night. I actually think that genuinely he looked pretty good. Uh Ten strikeouts, no walks. It was his season high and strikeouts. Don't get me wrong, the Padres offense... You know They need to do a little bit better. But in fairness, I think Carlos Carrasco is pretty good. Kernworth did strike out three times in this game, despite how much I was hyping him up before. Two from Voight, two from Kim, three from Grisham. Really nightmarish uh, kind of night for Trent Grisham. That was rough. Um, so you can't really put all of this loss on Blake Snell, who I thought uh, it was a little bit discouraging. I-, I will say four innings, five runs, four earned, Three walks, 4Ks across 95 pitches. Again, I know that he's just coming back from an injury. I know they had some injuries to end last season, but personally, I just, I mean it. Like, I really was discouraged by what I saw uh, in this game on, what was it, Monday? Hold on one second, guys. What was it, Monday? Am I am I crazy? Yeah, on Monday night. I just thought, you know, one of the things about him is that his pitch mix, he's just not getting guys to chase. And he looks exhausted. Right? He went to a fastball-slider combo almost exclusively towards the end of last year to much success. Curveball and changeup just not working when he needs it to. The high fastballs are not working when he needs them to do. This is not a Mackenzie Gore level of control with that fastball, and hitters just really are not waiting on it. The velocity is fine and all that stuff, but it just I was not impressed whatsoever. Um, and He's been very uh, lackluster to start the season, and I think he's an example of, yeah, he had a great month at the end of last season. Gave me hope. But, and I still have some hope, but he has definitely been uh, fairly disappointing to start the year. Um, but thankfully, the Padres have a bunch of other pitchers that have been very good to make up for it. Uh, in this game, uh, three RBIs coming from Luke Voigt on a home run, which was very, very cool. And a home run that almost, the, I don't know what it was, like this plastic thing on the, the what is it called, on the top of the wall over in Petco. It it was really weird. I I didn't understand it. They had to review it, and eventually they ruled it a home run. It looks like it maybe bounced something first, but that was weird. But either way, Luke Voigt, nice to see him showing off the power just a tad bit. Profar, again, solid game for him, three for four. Um, but that's really all there is to report there. The Mets kicked their butt, uh, like, royally in this game. I mean, it was it was pretty rough. I mean, Marte and Lindor stealing some bases, uh, and then... What else happened in this game? Uh, Two RBIs for J.D. Davis. But it actually wasn't really the Stars that we're typically used to. I mentioned him before um, as a signing that they made in the offseason. Six RBIs, four for five night from Mr. Eduardo Escobar. And he hits for the cycle. That's right. First to hit for the cycle. It was one of the... I'm not even going to lie to you. I forgot what they said on the broadcast about the last Met to hit for a cycle. But, yeah, that kind of sums up the night. You know what I'm saying? It was not a good night for the Padres whatsoever. But, again, it is the Mets. And, yes, it was frustrating that the Luke Voigt home run all of a sudden put them a little bit in contention. You're like, oh, okay, like at least it's it's a little bit of fun right now. But the bullpen was also pretty rough in this game. Craig Stammon, one and a third innings, uh, four earned runs going to him, and then two earned runs going to Tim Hill. Tim Hill, man. One of the things I've talked about with the Padres' bullpen is that I'm excited for guys to get back, and that's why I think the bullpen can be better. But Tim Hill has been—I don't know what happened to this guy. He's just forgotten how to pitch. I mean, six five seven ERA this year. I mean, he's really, really fallen off, and I thought that he was a interesting specialist kind of arm with his delivery uh, that they could bring in, but he's been just—he's been rough. He's been rough this year, and it's not— fun at all to see whatsoever. So really, after all that, the Padres, they just couldn't come back. Obviously, 11-5 deficit. Um, but it happens, and this is a really good Mets team. So I wasn't all that worried, and I said that after the podcast. I was just like, look, this is what happens, right? Um, And that's okay. Uh, we'll see whether or not Stammen and Tim Hill can improve. Your Steve Wilson types, your Luis Garcias, Robert Suarez just heads to, head to the IL. Uh, I think they can adjust. Adrian Morajon is back. And thank the Lord for Nabil Krismat, Comrade Krizmat. Shout out to the the guy on Twitter who uh, has that name. It's really funny. It makes me laugh every time. Um, We'll see. Uh, But otherwise, that's really all there is to report from this game. Snell might be worthy of of a deep dive. uh, But it just seems like those high fastballs, not enough control on them. And he's certainly not getting enough uh, swings and misses on them. And he's certainly not getting people to just simply chase them they look like they're done almost immediately and he looks exhausted every time Snell is pitching even though I like the guy let me tell you I really do like like the guy you know he's just not very fun to watch pitch even when he's good by the way even when he's good he's not always that fun to watch pitch Um, Darvish uh, is an example of someone who is very fun to pitch even if he can be a slow pitcher sometimes but nonetheless uh, not a great outing for Snell but you know Tough team. And, and by the way, for an inefficient pitcher like Snell to face this type of Mets lineup that knows how to draw walks, knows how to draw base hits, and just kind of, they know what they're doing against each pitcher, apparently, just based on their offensive numbers this year. Give them a little bit of a pass. Give him a little bit of a pass. Got some some low-key, you know, not-the-best opponents upcoming, so I'd like to see Shell Snell shove a little bit. But speaking of you Darvish guys, before we talk about him, one last break before we talk about kind of some controversies uh, that occurred in uh, the Tuesday game for the Padres. But before we get into that, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you about BetOnline.net, your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's basketball NBA Finals Championship matchup the NHL Hockey Conference Finals, Major League Baseball, and, of course, all the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, let's wrap this bad boy up, because I'm tired right on the East Coast right now. Mm Mm-mm. Let's talk about the last game in which the Padres, or I'm not sorry, not the last game of the series, but uh, the Tuesday game, I should say, in which the Padres defeated those New York Mets 7 to nothing. It was only the second time all year that the Mets had been shut out. That's right. That's right. In this game, Yu Darvish, seven runs, oh wow, seven innings, that would have been bad. Seven innings, no earned runs, only two hits, no walks, six Ks. He did labor a little bit at the end a little bit at the end. Luis Guillerme, not gonna lie, that's a batter that I feel sometimes just makes things happen for the Mets, but gets him to line out, Uh is able to go seven innings. Again, really great for the Padres. Morejon, who I talked about before. Two innings, 1K, no hits, no walks. That was great. I'm telling you. Do not sleep on Morejon. He could be huge for this team that's really struggling with the bullpen right now. And a potential asset, depending on what they want to do uh, for trades and what have you. Um... You, Darvish, 3.6 ERA on the year, 1.01 whip. The thing that has to be talked about with Darvish, my main takeaway is that he's still doing, he got a bunch of whiffs in this game, which was nice. He's still, you know, got a decent amount of velocity. You know, he, he's doing fine there. He still has a bajillion different pitches that he throws. He had a really nice splitter at one point for a strikeout in this game, too, by the way. I will say with Darvish, strikeout rate is down. Um, And that's not necessarily something that I'm disastrously worried about. You know what I'm saying? But the strikeout rate is down uh, on the year. I'm actually trying to load my little savant statistic page because I closed it stupidly because sometimes your boy Javier Reyes is a little bit of a fool. Um, His strikeout rate is down this season. Uh, To be exact, hold on one second. His strikeout rate is down actually considerably. 29.2% last year. Um, And 31.3% before. He's always had like a 27 to 30% strikeout rate. It's 20.1% this year. And I imagine it bumped up a little bit because of uh, this start with the six strikeouts. He is walking less batters, though. 6.5% walk rate to 5.6% this year. What I'm seeing from Darvish is a guy who isn't necessarily missing bats and getting those Ks that you're used to from him. But he is going longer into games. And I think that there's been a little bit more of a consistency with him with at least the innings where he's not getting absolutely torched early on in games and you're like, oh, my God. Like, this is going to be one of those Darvish starts where he goes three innings and gives up five and you're just like, yeah, you got five Ks, but almost who cares? You know what I mean? He, he kind of was having that – that. this is a little bit of a weird one, maybe from a baseball nerds, but, like, he gave me, like, Chris Archer vibes where you were like, yeah, the Ks are nice, but does it matter? You know what I mean? Like, this Chris Archer when he was with the Rays – He had one objectively great season. And then two seasons after that, where I remember like in fantasy baseball, he'd be worth drafting because of the Ks, but just not, uh, you know, he's giving up too many runs and whatnot. Robbie Ray is a little bit of a better, uh, maybe, comparison there. I think that, hmm, (laughs) I'm not, the thing with Darvish is, even though I'm worried about that decrease in strikeout rate, And I am worried that he's older, and I'm definitely worried about the fact that he's still on the books for a lot of money for next year, too. So, who knows what the heck he's going to look like next year. I do like, though, that maybe there's a sign that he's adjusting to maybe the fact that he's getting older. And that he's saying, alright, maybe I don't have to get a bajillion strikeouts this game, but walk less batters. And just don't give up nearly as many big, big hits too early. At least last longer into the games. You know, that would be really good. So, Darvish, I'm... Luke Warmon right now, I think, is the best way to describe him. But that wasn't the total story of the game. And, oh, by the way, I should also mention, uh, didn't fall behind in any counts. That was great to see. Uh, Only in his last inning, the seventh inning, did he fall into his first three-ball count, which was great, right? Um, But in this game, uh, we get a home run from Jerickson Profar to start things off, which was lovely. Oh, God, I love Jericho Profar so much. Grisham also had an RBI in this game, which was great. Jake Cronworth had an RBI as well. And then Machado had one too. And then Luke Voigt had a sacrifice fly just in terms of the offense. Um, again, the Padres first baseman very much has fallen off, right? Like very much 289 batting average right now, which isn't bad in theory, especially with uh, a decent on-base percentage, but not slugging all that much uh, in terms of his split stats. Uh First month of the season, 389, 457, 597 slash line. May, 26 games in May, 255, 318, 316. That was the alarming thing, was the complete lack of slugging. And then June, 148, 148, 222. Ladies and gentlemen, I think the Padres' first baseman is back. I understand that his approach to the plate changed a little bit. Uh, His batting stance, I should say. I understand that he's hitting a little bit better against lefties this year, uh, which he's struggled with before. And I understand that bottom line is he was slapping the ball around and he was slugging pretty well. But, unfortunately, launch angle stuff, the fly ball to ground ball ratio is way too low. And when you consider how bad it was and consider that this is one of the worst ones out there, maybe Rymel Tapia of the Blue Jays is the only one worse. If you're not fast, which... The Padres first baseman isn't—I almost said his name there. Then that's this is what's going to happen. He's going to regress. His defense hasn't been terrible. He's been able to make a scoop every now and then, but you know, hey, Kevin Acey, you know who I love from San Diego Tribune and a bunch of other people too. Just first of all, yeah, this is why I refuse to say his name still because I was not totally buying it. I think he could be like a two-war player that isn't actively the biggest liability in baseball. I was encouraged by some things I saw early on in the season. But, you know, I don't see Kevin Acey tweeting out every single big game from this guy anymore, right? Just, like, completely hyping him up every time he has a big game. Because I know Padres fans, they don't like that. They can't stand that, right? Where the, some media crowds and whatnot talk about how great he is in the locker room. And to almost to the point where you're kind of ignoring the on-field stuff. But anyway, so we'll talk about him a little bit more uh, as the season goes on. But, yeah, folks, thank, thank God the Padres are winning because, oh, boy, uh, has he been dreadful ever since that hot start? Last thing I want to talk about in this game is something that was going around a little bit, and that was you know the fact that a lot of Mets players got hit in this game. Three of the first five batters that Darvish hit, uh, Darvish um, pitched to, were hit by a pitch. Um, that was, if I'm not mistaken, um, what's what's it called? Starling Marte, Pete Alonzo. And who was the other one? Jeff McNeil, I believe, as well. Um, so there's a couple things about this. First of all, the I hope Pete Alonzo is okay. He's been awesome this year. Like seriously, he's batting 280. He's been. Huge for them. He's hitting walk-off hits. He's getting big RBIs and bombs for them. The Polar Bear. Loved him after the Home Run Derby when he was, you know, bumping New York rap. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Nas, uh, Notorious B.I.G., Mob Deep, stuff like that. Like, that was awesome. Just because he was like, yeah, man, I want to represent, you know, what, what's New York and all that. I thought that was lovely. But uh, he did swing into the pitch that ended up hitting him. It was too—so what I'm saying here is that specific one— let's not act like that was necessarily intentional although i do admit there are two things that are correct here when we're talking about the mets and getting hit by pitches number 1 it is true that um pete Alonso, that wasn't intentional right and that was kind of ridiculous keith oberman had a tweet saying you know hey keith oberman by the way just a hack at this point he's just ridiculous and you know, not to get super political, but uh, guys, I'm very—you probably know where I lean. Um, I lean the same direction as Keith Olbermann. I can't stand that dude. I think he's a jerk, and I think—I think this for a while, long time. And I actually understand why at one point he was pretty likable. I can understand he, why he was at one point, but forget him, forget him. Uh, but he basically tweeted like, uh, "When when does Manny Machado come up, and what hospital will he be sent to?" I said, "What? What is wrong with you, dude?" Are you kidding me right now? Like, shut up. Like, that's a terrible thing to say. Absolutely terrible thing to say. So that was ridiculous. And Pete Alonzo, like I said, did swing into the ball. That's true. The second thing that is also true is the Mets have been hit by an alarming amount of pitches. Right? They mentioned on the broadcast that Yu Darvish had only hit two batters in his last, like, 10 starts. And then he's hit three of the first five tonight. Here is my take conspiracy Javi. time. You guys ready for this one? Mets fans absolutely have the right to be upset. I don't think they have the right to start saying, you know, you got to hit Machado now and this was intentional, but they do have a right. They get hit more than basically any team in baseball. It's like twice the rate. You guys can look this up. It's insane. But conspiracy Javi. I have complained about baseball culture a lot on my time doing this podcast on my time being a baseball fan it would not surprise me that the same sport that had this incident with the Tampa Bay Rays that you guys might be following, uh, that the same sport that gets mad if a player swings on 3-0, the same sport that is having something with the Miami Marlins that may or may not have to do with how the outfits players show up to before the games, they have a culture problem. It would not shock me if people were annoyed, if teams around the league in baseball, again, this is a conspiracy, guys. I have no... Inside info on this. It would not shock me if teams were getting like annoyed that the Mets players and team were getting annoyed that they were getting hit by so many pitches. They were like, dude, we're not hitting you intentionally. Shut up. Now we're going to actually hit you. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm just saying, would that shock you? The same league that gives us Freddie Freeman thinking that he can tell Ronald Acuna uh, how his hair should look. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. Baseball players and their weird, unwritten rules, it would not shock me if someone was like, yeah, teams started hitting the Mets because they got annoyed by them complaining and whatnot. You know what I mean? I remember back in the day, Yordano Ventura, RIP, um, was throwing at uh, Josh Donaldson, actually, I believe, intentionally. And he threw at his head twice, and then Donaldson was kind of like, hey, what the heck, man? And he's like, oh, get over it. You know what I mean? Like, baseball culture is crazy. And these people are like... Ridiculous. Ridiculous. So I think both things are allowed to be true. Keith oldman is whack. Um don't give that dude more attention. He sucks. I'm actually annoyed that I gave him attention already, but unfortunately he has a big platform, so I felt like I should mention it. Uh and I hope Pete Bonzo recovers and yes, it was definitely like did not go uh the Mets away, obviously in this last game, seven nothing. Um for sure. But then we kicked their butts the next game. So I don't wanna hear it. We beat you. Hopefully we could beat you when uh We have to go to New York to play the Mets, which I will be at one of those games, by the way. Uh, The July 23rd game, I believe, I will be going to, which is going to be fun. First time seeing the Padres in person in a long, long time. Maybe ever? I don't know. I don't know. Because I haven't been to Petco, as you guys know. So I don't know. But anyway, that's going to be fun. So guys, lots to love here. Faced three straight good teams. They did get beat up by the Cardinals, but they did beat the Brewers pretty bad. If not for a blown save by Rodgers facing some of the National League's best and now they have a series upcoming against the Rockies for four including a doubleheader. then four against the Cubs and then another three against the Rockies and then another three against the D-backs so you know in theory not too many crazy teams upcoming uh, anybody who has Mackenzie Gore and Joe Musgrove in fantasy get excited for these Rocky starts it could it could be interesting it could be interesting I have both of them in fantasy <laughs> uh, Oh, man. Uh good vibes guys. The times are good and the good vibes the good times keep rolling. The good times keep rolling indeed. And speaking of the Rockies, by the way, guys, doing a crossover with Paul Holden of the Lockdown Rockies podcast tomorrow, where we talk all things Rockies and talking about the offense, talking about, you know, players like Connor Joe and Chris Bryant, all that sort of stuff doing a crossover for tomorrow's episode. Next week, I've got a bunch of cool stuff in store as well that I'll talk about really quickly. That is going to be a crossover with my buddy, Aram Layton, uh, who just has been doing all these mock trades and stuff, one of which that, by the time you guys are listening to this, I might have tweeted from Lockdown Padres' account and talking about the Padres' farm system. Hopefully going to be talking about my article on Joe Musgrove. And, yeah, lots of good stuff, man. Lots of good stuff in the pipeline for sure. Maybe a little fun movie stuff. Uh, in the futures and more crossovers with millard uh talking about some general baseball stuff every now and then because i love talking with millard that's the homie but guys that is right the celebration has come to an end with that all being said everybody that about does it for today's edition of the lockdown padres podcast the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever your podcast from Follow me on Twitter at Javapeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O, or at L-O underscore Padres on Twitter. And of course, subscribe to the YouTube if you want to see my Luffy shirt that I'm wearing right now. That's right, future King of the Pirates. Uh, if you want to see whatever I'm wearing and my nice, lovely hairdo, go check that out. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay come faithful. On, my Pirate Faith means.